This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Let's go to my buddy, Super Bowl champion, longtime NFL player, linebacker, Green Bay Packer, Brady the Man Papinga. Brady, do you have a nickname? Do you ever have a nickname growing up or, or, or college or even in your NFL heyday? Man, I had so many nicknames, I got confusing. You know, I first started out with the, one that called me Schizophrenic. Schizo, <laughs> for short. And it's because the guy was like, you're such a nice guy. Like, And then you get on the field, and you're just this completely different person. So you got dual personalities. And then I was knocking dudes out on special teams my rookie year, and when my coach called me Captain Midnight... And then Kevin Green, the late, great Kevin Green, bless his heart, he called me Hammerhead because I used my head as a hammer. Um, then you got Pops, you know, which is short for Papinga. Um, you know, stuff like that. My older brother calls me Braid, you know. So I got, I got a whole plethora of fun nicknames, Bill. So if you want to add one to the collection, you go right ahead, big guy. I'm, I'm open for, for any kind of creative, uh, innovative, you know. I'll, I'll chew on it, but Captain Midnight is extra. I wish I was called Captain. I would. I would. I don't have a tattoo. I would tattoo Captain Midnight on my forehead if that was my nickname. <laughs> no, it was a pleasure. It was an honor, you know, because they were they were excited about because that was that was at the time where you'd run down and they'd make wedges with these big fat offensive linemen, and I was one of the few that would not slow down to run into them. You know, I would run right through them, and those biggies, those big fatties, dude. Even though they're big and they're fat and they're massive, it's a big difference. If you look at physics, you got a two hundred fifty pound guy running like almost twenty miles an hour at you, and they're only barely getting started with their acceleration. Yeah, my impact is going to be a little bit bigger than theirs. <laughs> it turned into a lot of busted edge concussions, and uh, probably a lot. Of, you know, I'm not saying I was the reason, but you know. Probably looking at that as, eh, it's uh, not a good idea to do that. It's not good for the overall longevity of somebody's brain. I'm going to write down the physicist and just just workshop it with the physics because you just dropped a physics. Love it. All right, give me the physics of of Baker Mayfield's career. I, I know we can be captives of the moment, but it was pretty amazing on Thursday Night Football a week and a half ago. The guy comes in and really hadn't had time to study the playbook and certainly looked like he was – the, the Baker Mayfield who, who had trouble finding a job for, for a big chunk of that game and then leads that, that comeback. As we get ready to see him in Green Bay uh, tonight, what are the odds for you that Baker Mayfield has a successful career in front of him? I like I've always liked Baker Mayfield, and I still like him till today. I still think it's a matter of finding the right situation with the coaching staff, with his teammates, 
because he has a personality that can be abrasive and those kind of, and so he's not a chameleon. He's not a guy that's just going to kind of settle in wherever. So it requires there to be a fit and this could be it. You know, who knows though, if Sean McVay coaches me on this year, but at the very least, if he finds a fit within the organization, within his teammates, this could be the place. Because with Cleveland, I do believe he got to the point where he almost looked at himself as franchise in the sense that he could do no wrong. It didn't matter what happened. He was going to be the guy. And obviously that wasn't the case. You know? and, and I think that kind of mentality rubs through the wrong way. And, and if you go from his position, well, of course he's going to feel that way. He picked him number one overall. He's faced the franchises and all these commercials. He's funny. He's popular amongst the fans. Uh, but that's not how the team looked at him because there was something there, you know, especially when he was hurt and they was when they're kind of getting on him for like, hey, you either got to sit out or you got to go out there and play at the level we'd expect you to, and he wouldn't do it. I think it rubbed people the wrong way. But uh, but it, it, and let's not forget, I mean, this has been his whole career, right? In college, this guy was from one place to another place, walking on, by the way, until so finally he gets to Oklahoma and and wins the job. And nothing's been given to this guy. That's why, you know, when he got drafted number one overall, that was probably the first time he'd ever had anything really given to him. So he's he's where he wants to be. I'll put you that way. It's right where he wants to be. And I don't predict him having a phenomenal game tonight. It's going to be really cold. And, you know, he's in Los Angeles. I live in Los Angeles. Bill, you – I still think you live in Los Angeles. Man, I it's do. Like Manhattan Beach, you know, buddy. Come hang oh, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. And then, I mean, come on. That's – it's going to be different, you know, because the ball's harder, slippery. I'm not saying tonight's like an indicator of how it's going to go for him, but you start looking at everything put together, he's going to be, I think, any this season on the high note. Talking to Captain Midnight, a.k.a. Brady Papinga, here on the program. Brady, so if I, obviously this is a Packers team that is not having a successful season, certainly by their standards. And Aaron Rodgers is always going to be front and center of that. But the guy does have, what, I think it's 22 or 23 touchdown passes to nine picks. It's fine. It's not It's not Aaron Rodgers' top five quarterback of all time numbers, but it's very, very, very solid for, for you. And you, you know the guy personally. What do you think the next year and a half of this guy's career look like? Well, you know, I mean, to go back to how I was playing, he's, he, he, had a, he has a thumb that is not good. I mean, you can't hardly grip the ball. He's had balls sell on him. And these are easy throws over the middles with guys just, you know, breaking wide open, and he just misses them. I've never seen that happen with him, ever. Uh, which shows you, like, his injury has negatively affected his playing. And, like, the same thing applied with Baker, applies it there. And it doesn't matter because everybody's still going to judge you according to how you perform. They don't care if you're hurt. It's not – there's no asterisks. And so that's how he's being judged, and it's a big reason. I mean, it's – their defense has struggled tremendously, too. I think uh, Joe Barry, the defensive coordinator, is a little bit over his head, you know, with uh, schematics, adjustments during the game. And I think we saw that against the Eagles where he's running man-to-man coverage with no spy on Jalen Hurts. And Jalen Hurts is running 50, 60 yards before everybody realizes, oh, the quarterback's running. That should never happen. You should, with a running quarterback, if you run man-to-man, it's pretty much built in. You should have somebody always looking at him in addition to the, the four rushers. Or ideally, you went three with one. That's just spying him. Didn't do that the whole game. And that's that's like defensive strategy 101. Uh, but outside of that, everything else is on Aaron. That's just how it goes. When they win, guess what? Everything's because of Aaron. So it's not like we're talking out both sides of our mouths. And he knows that. He's not 
shying away from accountability. And so when you look at this next year and a half, uh, that is something that would be part of the conversation. But the biggest thing that has happened is now Jordan Love. When he went in for Aaron, and this is another part of how injuries happen, another part of why when you're a quarterback, you don't want to leave the field. That's why Favre never wanted to leave the field because he knew he took over from Edzikowski for the backers because he got hurt, and then Favre came in, and then when Favre had his funny bone issue against Dallas in 2007, Aaron came in, and then, you know, against the Eagles, Aaron had his oblique rib issue, in comes Jordan Love, and everybody's like, oh, boy. I was looking at it going, oh, my gosh, it is now time. And what that means is, is you play your best guys until they're not your best guys anymore, and you don't have an alternative with a young player who has a, a trajectory that could meet the, the level of play of that guy. And right now you have a quarterback, Jordan Love, that's shown enough. I saw enough of him against Philly to say he has the trajectory to be, I'm not going to say another Aaron Rodgers, but to be that guy, to be your guy for the future. And it's that time where his rookie deal is coming to a close. You know, Aaron's he's owed $60 million yes, uh, next year no matter what. Just everybody knows. So he's probably not going anywhere. They're probably not going to just turn the page to Jordan Love yet. But I would say that this is most likely, unless something happens to Jordan Love, he forces a trade or he's unhappy or all of a sudden he just gets, you know, stupid and just stops improving. Uh, Aaron most likely is this year at the Green Bay Packers. And, and I don't know if it means he's done either. Let's remember, he's not a guy that is afraid to just hang him up either. You know, he's wanted to do something that Favre's never done, that Joe Montana's never done, that Tom Brady's never done, which is play his whole career with one team. So, but I do believe when it's all said and done next year, he's done with the Packers. Brady Papinga, if you were on that Patriots team yesterday, what would the what do you say to the players involved in that brutal, bizarre giveaway lateral? I shouldn't laugh, but I've never seen anything like. It. I mean, do you just do you just look the other way? Do you walk up to the dude and be like, "Sorry, bro"? Do you walk up to the dude and be like, "What the hell are you doing? What's the mood and the message like in that locker room when a couple guys give a game away? Well, it's the, fir- the first thing is, is if you're freaking Matt Patricia or Bill Belichick, yeah, the best coach ever makes stupid mistakes. Not everybody's perfect. You're going to them going, what are we doing? Kneel down. Let's go to freaking overtime. What are we doing? I mean, they don't have a quarterback that has an arm. I don't know. If, maybe you got Josh Allen, Aaron, and – Patrick Mahomes are the only three guys that can throw the bar 70 yards, you know. Outside of that, maybe you throw a Hail Mary if you have those guys. But that's not Matt Jones. You know, Matt Jones, you're, you're going to nail it down, okay? And I don't know what, what they're even running a play for. Because think about it. The only upside was you go to overtime. And the downside, you could list a whole plethora of things. Oh, we, we fumble a snap. We throw an interception. And obviously the most unlikely of things is we throw a lateral 70 yards across the field, which the opposing <laughs> team picks up. I mean, I, I get that's stupid. I mean, that's really dumb. But at the same time, as a coach, Bill Belichick owns this. They all should own it. You don't put your players in a position like that, okay? You just take it all off the table. You kneel it down. You go to overtime. That's on the coaches. And that's what's been crazy about Bill Belichick. He's had these moments. This year, to me, he's had moments with his offense where he's having a defensive coordinator in Patricia who's never really called a offense play-wise. I don't think he ever had in his career until this point. Uh, you know, calling plays and he's frustrating your quarterback. I mean, it's circus New England, you know, and I just 
maybe Bill Belichick has gotten to the point where he's just in the effort mode. You know, it's like, who cares? I've done everything I want to do. I'm going to just keep doing what I want to do. Who cares? You know, who cares how everything ends up? I just like being the head coach of the Patriots. Unless something crazy stupid happens, I'm still going to be the head coach. Because this is stupid. You know, any any other coach that does that, I'm telling you, man, they will literally get fired. And, I mean, that's obviously not going to happen to Bill Belichick, but that's how stupid it was. I'm looking at it right now again, and I, I I don't know. This is viewing 111, and I still don't uh, I still don't believe it. Brady Papinga on the show. Brady, let me let me posit you a, a view that I have, and then you you tell me I'm wrong. You tell me I'm right. You give me your your perspective. I and, and this is not just this is not just because of yesterday. I all year have not believed in the Vikings or the Cowboys because I just personally do not believe at all in Kirk Cousins, and I don't I don't really believe in not really. I don't believe in Dak Prescott either. And it's a wide-open NFC. I just don't believe in either of those teams because I don't believe in their quarterbacks. Do you see something different than I do when you look at each of these QBs and therefore each of these teams come the postseason? I feel the same way you do about Kirk Cousins, and the reason is is he has a very, very difficult ability to just calm down, especially when things are really getting pressure-packed. But... The only caveat there is that Jefferson is kind of his binky, you know? Like, you got a baby who freaks out, you give him a binky, calms him down. That's Jefferson to him. And so that can kind of counteract that. I think there's something there to where he can – he kind of like, you know what, we're going to be okay because I can always throw it up to Jefferson, and he's, he's pretty good at just catching balls like out of the air and being a magician. So I think there's that element that can counteract that. With Dak and the Cowboys, I'm a big Dak Prescott fan. I like him a lot. I'm not with you there. I, I see him as a guy that he, he, can, he has that demeanor to where he's, he's not going to freak out and, you know, go nuts. And, I mean, you look at the pick six yesterday, that wasn't on him. You know, it was a perfectly thrown ball, by the way, to a crossing receiver. They're at a mesh route where the tight end and, and that receiver crossed in the middle of the field and, Dak just put it right on him. I mean, it was just literally right on the dude's chest. It bounces up in the air in the corner for Jaguars picks up runs for touchdown. I mean, that's not on Dak, you know. And uh, to be fair, I did I, pick I, on and him, and for I like it. It. And you're, you're right. Like that was a that's a brutal that's a brutal if you're a QB. Catch the ball. You can't. He, he couldn't have done anything better. I mean, I guess he could have ran up to the guy and literally put it in his hand. Say, here you go. You know, that's that exit to him. Which is Get illegal. a signature. Yeah, yeah. And you say, here you go. I mean, but yeah, I mean, that was a phenomenal play. Because if you look at Dak, I mean, he's getting pressure from his right. He's running to his left, which he has to then at that point disassociate his upper body with his lower body because he's a right-handed thrower. Zip it basically to where he's disassociating his lower with his upper body, leading the receiver perfectly to where he's not going to get blown up and to hit him right between the numbers, which he did all those perfectly, and then the receiver just doesn't catch the ball. But to to the to your point of like Dak, like I, I can see where you're coming from because he's had moments in big games where you feel like I don't know if this guy can like mentally handle it, uh, like Kirk Cousins. Uh, but I I think he's got enough for help around him with their power running game and you know CeeCee Lamb and those guys that can can kind of calm him down. But I just I think his demeanor is better uh, different than Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is absolutely very high strung, very nervous. You know, and those kind of things don't tend to, to help you out when you're in the playoffs and these, these big-time pressure back games. But like I said, Justin Jefferson may be thinking. He may be able to you know, pop in his mouth and, like, calm him down and, 
and he'll always know, man, I got a guy I can just zip it out to if, you know, things get crazy. I love Captain Midnight. He is Captain Midnight, schizo, hammerhead, pops, the physicist, Brady Papinka, Super Bowl champion. Dude, I love having you on the show, man. I know it's it's sort of early out here. Thanks for um, thanks for making time, pal. It's always a pleasure, Bill. Whenever I can do it, I take advantage. I love you, buddy. I appreciate you. you. Love your work, buddy. Keep it up. You too, dude. Hey, Merry Christmas, bud. Hey, same to you and same to the listeners. Happy holidays out there. Merry Christmas and enjoy the rest of your football season. It's going to be exciting. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.